When something happens to your kitchen, you might say, This is ludicrous. But that won't fix your home. That will only get you the rapper, Ludicrous. Having trouble? Don't panic. Don't be alarmed. You need to file a claim? Holler at State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. That's right. You can file a claim on the app or call us. Thanks, Mr. Chris. No matter how ludicrous the situation, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm, Bloomington, Illinois. What's up, guys? It's your girl, LA Love, the boss, and I just jumped off the porch with Dirty Glove Bastard. Yes, sir. We right back at it, y'all. We got LA Love, the boss, jumping off the porch with us today. What's up with you? How you feeling? I'm feeling amazing being here in the A. Word. It's always a good time. People embrace me a lot. That's what's up. That's what's up. And, uh, and, and, and what brings you to the A? Like, what you got cracking out here? So I'm on my uh, press run for my new single, Inside Out. Okay. Um, yeah. That's what's up. You're working. <laughs> and do you make it to Atlanta often? Like, do you catch the vibes here often? Yes, quite often, yeah. Okay, that's yeah. what's up. And um, are you, like, do you, do you find that the creative vibe here is, is welcoming? Like, what, what has that experience been like for you? It's very welcoming. Um, I've always had a great fan base in Atlanta. Um, I've noticed Atlanta loves authenticity. So when it's real, they really support it. Nah, for sure. And, um, you know. It's continual, yeah, not uh, just one and done. Right, yeah. right, absolutely, absolutely. And so you're from Maryland, right? I am, DMV. That's what's up. And uh, can you tell us like what part? Well, I'm from a small town called Glen Burnie. Okay. So everybody thinks when you think Maryland is like Baltimore. No. Right, right. <laughs> Maryland is the state. And I'm from a small town um, called Glen Burnie, but I'm not in that town anymore, but I still live in Maryland. Got you, got you. Nah, that's what's up. And uh, what could you tell somebody? Because like you said, I mean, and even, you know, when I saw that you were from Maryland, yeah. I mean, you automatically, you know, thinking about Baltimore. So, yeah. you know, for people who don't know about other sections, you know, in that area, like, could you tell us just what it's like and even how far is it from Baltimore? So, um, Maryland, well, see, Maryland is the state, Baltimore, where I'm from, I'm like 25 minutes out from Baltimore. Gotcha. So everything's kind of like neighbor, we're neighbors. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's what's so up. That's far. what's up. And what was that experience like growing up? Like what kind of, what kind of kid were you, you know, coming up? Like, were you always into music? What or? type of kid was I? Oh my goodness. Uh, a performer. I was always an entertainer. Um, my mom used to have her own nail salon, and I would perform for all of her clients. Mm. And always wanted to be the entertainer of the night. Her clients would actually tip me for entertaining. Oh, wow, wow. <laughs> yeah, so, um, and then at nine, I started writing poetry. Mm. And then after nine, I started realizing I can convert my poems to actual songs mm. at 12. And ever since then, I've always wanted to be an artist. Wow. So then, were you always, like, willing to, you know, be in front of a crowd and was that just something that was just always easy for you to do like perform in front of people it and was it was always really natural because i was always brought up and, and i grew up around a lot of people yeah you know my mom was an entrepreneur so her her shop was like my workshop 
And it gave me really a head start into really entertaining people and being around people. Because as an artist, you gotta know, you gotta come up outside of your comfort zone. Mm -hmm. It's not just in the mirror, in your room, in the living room, it's right. a real audience that you're entertaining. So that really gave me my head start. Yeah, no, nah, for sure. And who were some of your musical influences as you were coming up? Oh my goodness, see, I'm young with the old soul. <laughs> uh, shout out to Andre 3000, right. Ludacris, Missy Elliott, Lauryn Hill, mm -hmm. Biggie. That's what's up, huh? You said, you said Biggie and Biggie, there. I mean, it's the East Coast thing, so. Yeah, yeah. No, I can dig it. And what was it about, you know, like like the people that you name, like music that, you know, um, that, that, that like sparked you and that made you know that this was even something that you wanted to, you know, take a hand at? It was their diversity, the way they were able to really tell a story. All of those artists I named are, they all had their own lane. Mm. And um, they were able to tell their story individually and different mm. than anybody else. And I really gravita gravitate towards true showmanship and artistry, mm. just standing for something. Got you, got Very you. intentional, those artists. Yeah. Are very intentional. No, definitely. And, and so I love lyricism as well. And so then early on, like, what was the content of your music about? Oh my goodness, so I was underage. <laughs> so it was censored, mm -hmm. um, had to stay kid appropriate. And it was, it was, it was that, but it was, I was always a poet as well. Actually at 11, I wrote um, Momager, shout out to Momager, she didn't believe that I was writing these rap records. Mm -hmm. So she challenged me and she said, write a record that is for me for Mother's Day. Something mm -hmm. very positive, something empowering. If you're gonna do this, you gotta keep it appropriate. Right. And um, I conquered the challenge. <laughs> I did it and um, after that, she's like, wow, you're, like, you're really good at this. Yeah. And so yeah, it was PG. Word. That's PG. What's up. <laughs> now we're here. It's different. Hey, come on now. Come on now. But I mean, it, you know, it, it's interesting because, you know, like, of course, like, as we're kids and we're, we're with our friends, Correct. like, our content and what we're talking about is, I mean, we damn near talking grown. grown. <laughs> you know what I mean? Grown, yeah. So, how are you able to, how are you able to, like, keep a balance, like, within your music, because also I know just coming up in Maryland, like, yeah. and, and in that area, like, it's just, I mean, y'all just, it's just a little more harsh than it is, you know, another, you know, another area. It is because, I don't know if it's just an East Coast thing, because we're, this is what we're built on, mm -hmm. but I will say that Maryland is not an entertainment city. It's not an entertainment state mm -hmm. overall. Right. So when you think about being from the DMV, it's so much talent there, but we're not always able to have the opportunities to, have the opportunities, if that makes sense. So we leave and we and we get it popping in another state. Uh, a lot of people do it in Atlanta, New York. I did that as well, New York as well. And um, then when you bring it back, they respect it differently. Right. So it is a harsh reality, but it's a real reality because you. A lot of times you got to leave your comfort zone to see success in a different light. Mm -hmm. It's good for the community when you do it in the community, right. but when you're able to do it and then bring it back to the community, yeah. it's a different type of win. Yeah, no, for sure. So you've tapped into like the, you know, the whole comfort zone, um, you know, thing. And I, I mean, that's, that's a, that's a really important, yeah. you know, topic and an important thing because I mean, in so many facets of life, you know, it's important for us to be willing to, you know, step outside of our comfort zone yes. um, to, you know, be able to, you know, get to that next level, whether right. it's within a relationship, mm -hmm. with family, music, right. career, you know, whatever it may be. Um, 
how are you able to, you know, be comfortable moving outside of your comfort zone the way that you have? Um, I contribute that to Momager. I'm um, having a mom that was really there for me. We wrote this through and through from the ground. Um, she was entrepreneur, but she dumped a lot of her managerial skills, skills into me and really just um, installed a lot of uh, ethics in me from hard work, determination, and really just never giving up. So it's really what your base is. My foundation was really good and I'm forever grateful for that. Yeah. But some things also just have to be, has to be in you. You know, she wouldn't have sacrificed the things she's done if she didn't see that I was an ambitious right. person myself, right. you know. So she coned into that and was like, you know what, we got something here. And yeah. then we've been rocking out ever since. That's what's up. And at what point was it when you knew that you wanted to take the music seriously? Like when you, when you knew and, and, and yeah. you were like, this is what I want to do. This is what I want to do. Uh, so this is two stories, it's interesting. Um, I knew this is what I wanted to do at 13. Okay. I had insight, like, okay, this is what I want. I had an intuition, like this, you know. But when I went to this party, I remember it was like an ultimatum. If this is what you want to be, show me you're serious. Mama was like, show me you're serious. If I'm taken away from what, I'm, what I've built with my career, show me that you are serious. So with that being said, when I went to this, it was a, are you going to go to this party? Or are you going to write this song, rehearse, practice, and all of that? And um, I was like, oh, I think I want to go to this party and be regular. Like mm. I told her, I just want to be regular. I just want to be a regular kid mm. and um, not always have to just lock myself into that world, even though I love music, right? So when I went to the party, I was 13, I had a change of heart. I was like, you know, this is not for me. I'm not a party girl. Yeah. I want to do music. And that was my turning point for me. Mm. I know it sounds crazy, but yeah. it was a turning point for me huh. because I just, in that moment, knew that I was, I was willing to sacrifice from that day forward. I, oh. I knew that I had to sacrifice mm. a lot of things to get to the goal. Yeah. And what were some of those sacrifices that you made when you decided to take that seriously? And did your mom embrace it in the beginning when you did, you know, make that decision? She did. Okay. She did definitely embrace it. Um, see, so after eighth grade, my principal called my mom and said that um, we think LA should be homeschooled. She's been like disturbing our curriculum. She's very popular. Every, every time I'll be in school, it's like, a, LA, what's LA got on? It, I was calling, causing a frenzy. Mm. And um, the principal made that suggestion and Momager was like, you know, okay, that's what we can do, homeschool. So after homeschool, that takes away from me being with friends, right. me doing, uh, what is it, homecoming, prom. I sacrificed all that. I didn't do any of that. Wow. Yeah, I didn't go, I didn't attend any of those Wow, events. wow. Yeah. So you really like took music as a career, Correct. even as a kid, almost like, almost like the Jacksons. <laughs> Co correct, um, and, and I loved every bit of If you went on a road trip and you didn't stop for a Big Mac or drop a crispy fry between the car seats or use your McDonald's bag as a placemat, then that wasn't a road trip. It was just a really long drive. Ba -da -ba -ba -ba. At participating McDonald's. And I knew that my red carpet one day was gonna come. So even if I don't have the opportunity to go to prom or homecoming, I knew that. Yeah. Okay, well, I can do that on the red carpet. I can be on the Grammys, the awards, MTV awards, BMA, right. all of these things. Right. So you have to sacrifice. And I knew that from early on. So I said, okay, all my friends would literally tell me, you're gonna regret not going to prom. You're gonna have these regrets. Yeah. And still to this day, I don't. Wow. And can you speak to that because you know, like, as a, as a kid, I mean, like, our biggest thing is wanting to be accepted, like, uh, uh, like amongst our friends. And that includes, you know, 
going to homecoming, going to prom, um, and, and just doing those things that just deem you as cool. Yeah. You know what I mean? So how did you, like, veer away from even some of the peer pressure that might have come for you to still to maybe not be as disciplined on your craft and you know steer away like how'd you stay so disciplined i had to you know discipline is something that you have to work on you're not naturally born with discipline right so i really trained my mind every day to create a routine mm -hmm. so that's what i did i created a routine i created habits it takes 30 days to make a habit 30 days to break it right mm -hmm. So I really You think it takes 30 days to break a habit? I think it might take about five. Mm, really? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like yes, on in the, the scheme of things. Yes, in yeah. the scheme of things. But do you agree with the 30 days too? Yeah, for sure. Because anything sure. you do over time, okay. But I will say that I had to start uh, building a routine for myself. Really Absolutely. waking up every day, feeding my passion, mm. really working towards my success, working out, getting up, writing, perfecting my craft. Yeah. So... Word. That's and what I created for the discipline, though. Right. The, the discipline is just not the discipline. Like, you really have to set a plan, right. execute it, see it through. Right, no, for sure. <laughs> yeah. and, and, and do it every day or something Correct. towards every that day. goal every, every single day. day. So let me ask you this. While you, were in, while you were in the thick of it, were there times where you kind of regretted, you know, not, you know, being at school, not doing prom, all of that, like, during the time? You know, because I know in hindsight, being 2020, yeah. after the fact, you could say, you know what, I don't regret right. what I did. But during the time and as a kid and just wanting to be. Right, because your mentality is different, correct? Yeah. Um, I can honestly say no. Word. I was always this old soul. Like, I've always felt I was trapped in, like, being an older person at yeah. such a young age. Um, I, I just had this. I was always around so many grown folks from my grandparents, my mom, just through and through. So that really, um, I was a sponge that absorbed a lot. Mm -hmm. And um, I just, all so. Okay. So I didn't, I didn't think like the average 12, 13, 14, 15. Yeah. Okay, and at one point did you uh, start releasing music actually? So at 13 years old, I released my first song on MySpace called okay. Swagger So Mean. <laughs> and my school went crazy. <laughs> and then that's when the, uh, the principal called. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Word, word. And so then, okay, so, so you released that on MySpace. Mm -hmm. That was in that day, early social media, our first. Early, when I wasn't even supposed to be on the day on MySpace. It's like, don't you have to be like 13? I'm like, I'm almost 13. <laughs> right, right. And so did you have a dope MySpace page, like with all the flash mm -hmm. background? I did all, all that. The, mm -hmm. Yeah. All the pictures, all that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Nah, that's what's up. That's what's Playlisting. up. Playlisting. Uh-huh. Yeah. Nah, that's what's up. And so... From there, when, uh, like, how did you come into, like, meeting uh, DJ Tony Neal? And, you know. What? Oh, my goodness. Um, shout out to Tony Neal. Yeah, shout out um, to Tony Neal. Shout out to Tony Neal. Um, he's an amazing person. But I will say that Tony and I really got introduced last year. Okay. Yeah, we got introduced last year. Okay. And um, it's, it's felt, it feels like forever, but yeah. we got introduced last year. And he just started being my music manager. Mm -hmm. A couple months ago. Okay. And Word. we've been rolling ever since. So. Word. Yeah. Nah, that's what's up. That's what's up. Nah, Tony Neal, good people. He man. is. He is. Definitely. I really, I really respect Tony. Um, one of the main reasons why I respect Tony because when he, when we had our conversation in the beginning, he really respected, and he really respected the music, and he really wants me to win in music. You yeah. know, D disregard everything else. Mm -hmm. He really believes in my talent and my ability. Yeah. And if he didn't believe, he wouldn't go as hard as he goes for me mm -hmm. and vice versa. 
So, you know, it's, there's no I in team. Yeah. And I just appreciate that he's just really focused on the music. We've got a great relationship. It's not any creepy shit going on, you know, because you know what that is in the music industry. Yeah, no, for And sure. um, he's not on that type of time. And I'm very um, fortunate. Yeah. Nah, that's mm -hmm. what's up. Can you speak on that, like, to the challenges of being a female mm -hmm. um, in the industry, um, you know, that is male-dominated, and, um, you know, just, just, you know, being in scenarios where, uncomfortable scenarios, you know, and things like that. Can you just, you know, speak to, just speak to that, and, and I'm sure the blessing of not having to fall into that, you know? Yeah, I will say that, um, all this comes with the territory. The right. industry is, uh, is, a, is a crazy place, right? But uh, I'm, I'm, I've been blessed to have a wonderful team that really has been behind me mm -hmm. and really just here for my protection. Mm -hmm. They try it. You know, this is what, this is what it is. They mm -hmm. try it, especially men in the industry, right? But when you stand on what you stand on, which is my talent, this is my grind, this is my hustle, you will respect that. Yeah. Because it's, it's value you place on yourself. When, once people or a person sees that you hold yourself at a certain value or a certain standard, they have no choice but to respect you. Mm -hmm. But will they try to use certain tactics, certain manipulational things right. and all of that? Absolutely. But a lot of that is just, just to see what you do and how you're going to move. Yeah. And I, I've been 10 toes down. That's what's up. Nah, that's what's up. Ten toes down. You know, you gotta. It, like I said, come, it comes with the territory. Um, but uh, it's 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 the real world. It's reality. Even yeah. outside of the music industry, this is the real world. Does it ever discourage you? In my past, honestly, it has um, discouraged me in a way, but not discouraged me to the point where I just like, oh, I'm gonna stop doing music. But it's a real emotion, you know, we're human beings. So when you feel like you're, you're, you're faced with so many obstacles and so many hurdles just because a person wants to be with, be with you and mm -hmm. they wanna exchange this for that and you gotta sleep with me for this and all these ultima all the ultimatums, you start saying, God damn, you start feeling something, right? Yeah. This is my baby, like this is what I'm passionate about. Yeah. And you mean to tell me that you're trying to manipulate that right. for a win? Right. No. Yeah. And um, at that point, that's when prayer comes in. God, but God on your side, you'll always thrive. Yeah. God, God doesn't also bless no mess. Yeah. So when it's too messy, he can't work in that type of disarray. Mm. So when you're protected and covered, he's going to see it through and through. Mm. It may take a little longer, Yeah. but I'm fine with that. At least when you get it, it's yours. Right. And, and what God has for you, nobody can take away. Right. Nah, that's what's up. All right. So and at one point, uh, at what point did you begin to, you know, more express like your sexuality and be willing to, you know, like um, show that you're a beautiful woman and, you know, what I mean, just, just show that. Get a little frisky. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. So uh, I've always been a liberated person. Um, I'm a Scorpio, so you know. oh, sure. uh, yeah, 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 it's a little spicy. And um, yeah, fire sign, water sign. And um, at 18, when I got legal, when I got grown, because, mm. you know, think about it, Momager's also been here from day one. Mm -hmm. So certain things weren't allowed underage. Yeah, I was popping on the internet, but there's no booty shorts, taking off your clothes, exploring yourself underage. When I got 18, I could make those decisions. And I was, yeah. you know, equipped enough with the knowledge to say, if I do this, this could come with this. This may not come with right, this, right. but at least I was equipped with how to deal with it. For sure. Cause and I was I'm okay sure with that. that. Cause I'm sure that when you were, you know, ready to embrace yourself like as a sex symbol, yes. then you also, you know, had to think about like, okay, 
you know pros and cons to the pros and cons Absolutely. yeah yeah like what types of energy you know can come with that mm -hmm. i mean look at you know these some of these scenarios like you know suki hana and yk osiris you know what i mean mm -hmm. like where you know he he violated her got in her space but then we would see in the comments that a lot of people would almost justify what he was doing because mm. of the content of her music. And it's like, nah, like that doesn't give somebody the right to violate you or get in your space. Yeah. Just like if a guy is rapping about being street, that don't just give somebody the right to just walk up and just slap him in the face right. to test him. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's unfortunate, you know. Yeah. Um, a lot of times I will say that they say it's, it goes back to people will treat you how you treat you. So mm -hmm. if when you're wearing certain things, they feel like they can maybe treat you because of how, what you're wearing or they treat you a certain way based upon how you're, what, what you're wearing, but that's yeah. not the thing. As a woman and as a person, you have to stand on a certain standard. Mm -hmm. And right is right and wrong is wrong. Yeah. So no matter what I'm wearing, that doesn't give you the right to do what you want to do. Word. Nah, I can dig it. It's like pro-choice, your body, your choice. Yeah, nah, for sure. And I'm all about the woman being liberated, the woman just having a voice now. We have a voice, so I'm all about pro-woman, all yeah. of that. I love that. Wow. I love a woman that's open with who she is and stands on that. Yeah. When something happens to your kitchen, you might say, This is ludicrous. But that won't fix your home. That will only get you the rapper, Ludacris. Having trouble? Don't panic. Don't be alarmed. You need to file a claim? Holla at State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. That's right. You can file a claim on the app or call us. Thanks, Mr. Chris. No matter how ludicrous the situation, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm, Bloomington, Illinois. So what are your thoughts um, with there being like so many critics you know talking about some of the female mcs and saying that you know they're degrading black women and oh my god you like sexy red she's making black women look bad and, and setting us back you know these many years um just to give my opinion like i don't believe that and I like sexy red. I like yeah, I, I like the content of all I of these women too. rappers that's out right now. I love Me it too. and I love the energy. You know I what I'm saying? It. But I I'll think we have speak. a we have a everybody has a lane. Yeah. Not everybody's the same. That's you what know, I feel. There, yeah. there's no there's no one woman out there. You know what I mean? So whatever whatever the context of a certain artist is, they can get a fan base for that. Mm -hmm. You know, everybody has their own lane. Yeah. So I think it's a I think it's a great thing. I think we've expanded as a whole in a way of thinking. Mm -hmm. The industry has opened up. Mm -hmm. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> and um, we just have so much more variety and yeah. I love, you know, turning up. Yeah. Nah, that's what's it. up. That's what's no. up. So let's tap into the music. Let's talk about some music. So um, in twenty nineteen you dropped the E P. Mm -hmm. uh, right, uh, how I do it. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Mm -hmm. uh, it was a couple songs on there I really liked. Uh, Flex on a weekday. Yeah. That was hard for me. That was one of the fans' favorite. And I, I did shoot a music video to it, but it, it turned out as catastrophe. Okay. But it's still a fan favorite. Word, word. And heard you. That was another yes. one that I really liked on there too. Um, but then um, I did see that from 2019, like basically through the pandemic, um, you didn't release anything and then you started to come back releasing stuff. Yes, seeing the pandemic, I was working. I was like yeah. another beast in the, the pandemic. The pandemic like, was crazy. I was another beast. I got, um, shout out to my executive producer, 88 Fingers mm -hmm. and um, Diesel as well. But I locked in the studio and really perfected my craft in a different way. Mm -hmm. 
So I, I didn't want to just keep doing the same things I've been doing. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean, if that makes sense? I wanted to get out of my comfort zone again mm -hmm. and really just lock myself into being true to her. I sound, I found my sound mm -hmm. in the pandemic. Wow. I really found who I was and really what I wanted to talk about in my music. Okay. Now, right now in 2023, my music is 100% me. Wow. It's what I've been That's through. It's my experiences. Yeah. What I fell for, what I've been for, <laughs> all that stuff, right? Because yeah. I'm a woman. We all, we've all had things we've gone through, and now I'm able to speak on that and feel comfortable about that. So it's like a time for everything, and I think that the pandemic really um, allowed me to do that. Were yeah, the pandemic was an interesting time. It like was. I, it was like a blur. I felt like it was two years that went by in about a week and a half. Yes, you know what I'm saying? Like it was it, quick. I was like, yeah. yeah, you almost don't remember those years. Don't count them. You know, you have to really take advantage of the pandemic to yeah. really reap a benefit. The pandemic was lovely to me. Yeah. Yes. No, nah, for sure. Lovely. I mean, to be able to be like kind of away from people for a while and to really like study, you know what I'm saying? Like uh, a specific thing, you Correct. know, like that. Yeah, the pandemic was really good yeah, for that. I created so reason. many records in the pandemic. I know like recording after recording 40, 50, 60 songs. Yeah. I was like, ah, I gotta get a study out. So yeah. And uh, how did you connect with Jazzy Faye for that song, Get Money? Oh my goodness. So let's go back. Okay. I've known Jazzy since I was 15. Wow, okay. 15, right? And we did something back then, but again, I was under an underage artist, so I wasn't freely able to speak on the things that maybe I wanted to speak on. Yeah. Uh, so I had to keep it kid-friendly. But years after that, 88 had a song, and Jazzy was already on the hook. Mm -hmm. And 88 played it for uh, Momager and I when we were in Atlanta. And uh, he was like, you know, I'm gonna, I got this artist, I'm getting on it, this well-known artist, blah, 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 blah. And Momager was like, nah, she could do it. Huh. The verses are open, she could do it. Yeah. And he's like, okay, let's do it. So I, I recorded it, I went home and recorded it and came back with Aya. Yeah. And then Jazzy heard it and he was like, oh shit. Let's do it. Yeah. And yeah. whose idea was it for the uh, 50s theme uh, music video? Because the video was really creative, Thank really dope. You. And it matched the song, too. Thank so you. Much. It was a collaborational effort. Um, I will say that Momager is very creative. Oh, okay. And she originally thought about the idea, and then we just all mm -hmm. ran with it. My creative yeah. directors and stuff. Word. That's what's up. Yeah. And I keep hearing you referencing uh, Momager. Yes. Um, can you speak on, can you speak to, you know, that and like, you know, I mean, cause you know, we've seen like a few momagers like in the game. I, I believe wasn't Chris Brown managed by his mom for yes. a while and you know, um, a few other artists. Um, and I know that that could come with, you know, a lot of, um, a lot of passion, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Because of course, you know, you mama's baby, you know right. what I mean? How do you guys like keep the balance between her being the manager and then her being mom? Cause at a certain point you have to turn one of them off, one of them You on, do, you, you know? do. Um, so momager's my best friend, she's always has been. We always been super, super, super close. So it's not just for the industry or not what it looks like on social media. We've mm -hmm. always been super close. So it's easy for us to work together. She's a Virgo. I'm oh, a Scorpio. Okay. Yeah. Yes. I'm so she's Virgo, great so. at what she does, okay. and Virgos are strong. Oh, yeah. And they're great at management. So um, yeah. our, our signs connect, but then we connect as well, just yeah. as women. And um, it it's, does it have its struggles? Yes, it has its struggles because 
she has her vision, I have my vision, but we at the end of the day, the job still gets done and we always meet in the middle. Yeah. So, That's yeah, she well, knows. Well, you got a good Virgo, you know, holding yes. you down. That's all good, uh, yes. you know. Virgo's the best. Shout so. out to the Virgo. <laughs> nah, that's what's up. And so then, um, so right now you're, uh, you, you recently released Inside Out. Yeah. And the new video for it and everything. Mm -hmm. Can you speak on that song and how you came up with the concept? So Inside Out, shout out to um, 88 Fingers and Box Bangers, but uh, Inside Out was presented to me. I remember being at home and 8 had came over. He's like, I got this track. And I'm like, okay. Right away, wrote the hook, five minutes. Freestyled hmm. the melody, mm -hmm. that was done. The verses were done in about 30 minutes. Mm -hmm. I just knew it was it. From mm -hmm. the time I heard it, and shout out to Wild on the guitar. Mm -hmm. And I just, I just knew it was it from when I heard it. I, I went into some real shit, yeah. <laughs> like some real passionate shit. I was vulnerable, and um, that was, was kind of like midway out of the pandemic. Right. So that was another time for me to kind of like get out of my shell and say, like, yeah. okay, put it in the music. And that song was my transition. Right, nah, that's what's up. That was nah. my transition. That's what's up. And then um, what else like, uh, what else is coming up um, from that? Like, is that a part, is, is, is that from an upcoming album that's going to be coming, or what else are you this working on? This is a leeway mm -hmm. to an EP, okay, a right. project. Um, we will have a, a project really soon, mm -hmm. and um, I'm just glad that this song everybody loves it. Like all my fans, like oh my fucking god, I love it because I have the ability to sing too. So I, I rap and I sing, and on this new project, you're here. You will hear that from me. You won't hear just rap. Oh, okay. Yes, That's what's I'll up. be singing a lot more, a lot of structured songs. Mm -hmm. um, I got in on a couple, you know, songs I composed. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and yeah. That's it's, what's it's, up. It's, it's diverse. That's what's this up. This new EP is diverse. Cool. And um, who are some artists that, you know, you're um, looking forward to, you know, potentially working with in the future? Oh, my goodness. Um, Drake's the go, so. <laughs> No, need that collab. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Drake is dope. Um, Janae Ioko's incredible. Mm, so, it's a lot of dope people. Mm -hmm. But right now, Drake, uh, Janae Ioko's dope. Summer Walker, mm. she's incredible. Mm -hmm. uh, Ari Lennox is dope. Yeah, just to name a few. Yeah, nah, that's what's yeah. up. But I'm down to work with any artists that are diverse and just, you know, open. Just open. Yeah. I'm a very open person. So I'm like, we get in the studio, we might talk about anything. <laughs> right. And what are some things that you need, like, to get you, like, in your creative zone um, when you do get in the studio? Like, do you have like a certain routine, certain things that you have to have set up in the studio, like, for you to catch your vibe? Yeah. So, fruit, watermelon. I love watermelon. Cliche. <laughs> Come on. I love watermelon. Um, watermelon water is like gold. You it know, is. they say it's like gold it for it's us. Like it's like one of the best. It's a lot. It's one of the best fruits Absolutely. that gets overlooked. Yeah. Um, but our ancestors did it, so they knew yeah. what they were doing. I almost feel like, I almost wonder, is there like an agenda to like kind of keep black people away from watermelon? You know what I mean? Because it's so That's a good, good point. for us. That's a good point. That I mean, it's really good. I mean, you could literally live on watermelon yeah. for a week to two, two three weeks. Yeah. It's like literally watermelon diets out there. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. you're getting your hydration. You're getting all the things that you need. So right. your body's going to be replenished. It's not right. going to be <laughs> lacking nutrients. Right. So, uh, so watermelon, my alkaline water. Okay. Uh, drink a gallon today. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Keeps the doctors away. And... Um, my absolute 
Just the 80-20. I'm a vodka girl, so that's hey. my 80-20. 80% I, I do right, 20% yeah. I have fun. Hey, come on. Yeah. Ma. Gotta, gotta create my vibe. We gotta have that balance, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah, We're we, we, we not robots out here, <laughs> right. you know Because I, mean? I tell people all the time, it's not what you do. Everybody loves McDonald's fries. So yes, you accused your mom of stealing some of your fries on the way home. Um, but the bag did feel a little light. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Sometimes it's what you do most of the time. So yeah. if you create, if you can create that balance, you're good. Don't worry yeah. about it. Nah, most moderation, definitely. people. Moderation. Moderation is moderation, so it's so important. You're good. You know what I mean? It's so important. Um, what are some of your future goals? Uh, you know, in music. My future goals. Um, it's the tour of the world, mm. becoming a, a household name for my music, mm -hmm. and um, getting a Grammy, um, and just really taking over in the music space. Yeah, that's one of my couple of my goals. Right. Platinum albums. I could dig that. I could dig that. And um, you've been doing some films too. Like you're an official SAG actress. I am. And how'd you get into acting? So what's interesting about me being an actress? My first movie was The After Party. And the first mov movie I was in made me a SAG actress, mm -hmm. <laughs> right? Mm -hmm. So it's again, I didn't pursue acting. Acting pursued me, huh, gotcha. and and that's another turning point for me. I was yeah. working with the agent at the time, and he presented me the movie, and my five minutes on that screen, they're like, "We're making you SAG, mm -hmm. and we're bumping you up some more roles." And ever since then, I'm like, "I'm a SAG actress." Yeah. <laughs> And then I had to, um, so after the after party was Bad Girls uh, 1, the Bad Girls 2. I was in Maria's Revenge, mm. uh, to name a few. Yeah. Wow. Hopefully they um, can, you know, get like all those deals in place and everything. I know that the writers, they just, yeah. you know, came to terms like with a deal and everything. And now the actors are yeah. still, yeah. Um, are still fighting. So hopefully they can. I know it's unfortunate. I'm yeah. Like, it's, it's think about it for the people that really make a living off of this. Like this is all they do. You know yeah. what I mean? It's hard when, you know, it's like, this is what I, this is how I eat. This is yeah. how I feed my family. I mean, it was a couple of actors that I saw, um, that I saw on Instagram, like posting some of their, um, like some of their residual checks or some, right. you know, some of their royalty checks. And I mean, they were like $9, $10 checks. Seriously? Yeah. And it's like, how are you supposed to live off of that? Correct. You know what I mean? So. Groceries are high as a right Come on. Egg, eggs are <laughs> expensive. Hello? Enough. And I don't eat meat. So, you know, that's. Oh, my yeah. bill is yeah, for sure. yes. Yeah, I'm gonna tell you what I started doing because like I've, I've been heavy like on the fruits, vegetables, all that. I hit that Love farmers it. market because the farmers market is oh. way cheaper. And they than said the Trader Joe's yeah. too. See, I'm okay. a Whole Foods girl, but they said trade. When I went to Trader Joe's and looked at the pricing compared to mm. Whole Foods, gotta say, yeah. I'm like. Where have I been my life? Wow. Yeah. See, I, see, I, see, I'm not really up on Trader Joe's. I'm more of a Whole Foods. Yeah. I yeah. love. Uh, no. I, no. I still go to Whole Foods. Yeah. But when I went to J Trader Joe's, I was just comparing the price differences. Yeah. I'm like, this is crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Where no, I can dig it. Um, Save where you can. Come on, guys. Too. Guys. Too. Um, can you speak on how uh, you made over a million dollars on OnlyFans in nearly nine months? Yeah, I, I can speak on that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so I started OF in 2020, pandemic. Uh, first nine months I made a million. I didn't have an agency representing me at that time either. Mm -hmm. It was just, I opened it up on my own. Really had to sit there day in and day out, which was quite mm -hmm. difficult because I got my music over here. I got everything else I'm doing over here, but that was so active. I had to make sure that I was answering messages, mm -hmm. 
thankful for my assistant. Shout out to Sasha for really being hands on with me. So I had my mm -hmm. business phone, my personal phone running and shit's tallying, tallying yeah. in. So I'm grateful for OF because I was able to take that and invest into my music. Wow, wow. And what type of content were you posting on there? Regular content, sexy yeah. content. Um, I did drop a nude art collection. Okay. I did drop a nude art collection, but it was I don't have any porn or anything on my. Okay, word, on my, word. Yeah. And porn. you know, we all. I mean, when we hear OnlyFans, we automatically, you know, yeah. think porn. Correct. Can you speak to you know, like, just you know, like, kind of the. I guess like the like differentiating, you know, like sexy, you know, versus porn and, you know. It, well, it's a stigma on, on, mm -hmm. on OF, OnlyFans, right? When you think or hear OF, you're thinking, oh, she's busting it open on there. Right. But when, if you're not known for that, then you're just not known for that. My fans didn't expect that from me and still don't. Yeah. So they don't expect me to, oh, at least we'll be on there busting her shit open. No, it doesn't. They don't even require that. Yeah. Um, sexy is one thing. When you when you're sexy, sexy comes in many shapes, ways, forms, and fashion. We mm -hmm. all we all have our own take on sexy. My sexy is thongs, booty shorts, and if I want to go naked, I will go naked. But I have lines for certain things. Right. I have right. lines. So did you start out like with with some sexy feet pics in the beginning, and then move on? Or I, I I know it's like a lot well, of. Well, it was boom. Know. It was boom. It was boom. Bam. Because I opened up with my nude art collection. Word. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Came out swinging. <laughs> Uh, so you, I so came, came out like, out here I am, yeah. and um, I was okay with that because yeah. it was very tasteful, it was very sexy, mm -hmm. they saw enough, and um, it still sells. Yeah. Huh. Spe keeping to the theme of, uh, you know, getting outside your comfort zone, mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? Just, I mean, you, you, you definitely, you know, have, have, have done things in your career to, you know, catapult you mm -hmm. and, and to put you, you, you know, like on a different level, but, you know what I mean, like, like what we spoke to in the beginning being willing to step outside of your comfort zone yeah. and, and make some of those sacrifices. Yeah. yeah. Um, what would you say is uh, one of the biggest life lessons that you've learned? One of the biggest life lessons, uh, being patient. Mm. Your time is not always God's time. Mm. You may want something now, but God might not want you to have it right mm -hmm. now. And you have to realize that. Mm -hmm. And if you keep working hard, He's going to make sure you get whatever you've sacrificed. Mm -hmm. Whatever you lost, you will gain back. Because mm -hmm. when you create sacrifice, sacrifice sacrifices, you lose things mm -hmm. in the process, right? So it's literally walking by faith and not by sight. If yeah. we walked every day by our sight, we'd be running into brick walls. Because yeah. if I told you that wasn't a brick wall and you're just trusting sight, then where's your faith? So. Patience. Yeah. Patience. Uh, truly is a virtue. Is a virtue. <laughs> is a virtue. And it humbles you. Being yeah. patient humbles you. We all want instant gratification. We all want it now, 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 now. But again, God's time's the right time. He knows maybe if he wouldn't have gave it to you back then, you might not know how to receive it. You mm -hmm. might not know how to maneuver through the blessing. So yeah. timing. Timing is really important. Right. And, and realizing that. And it, and it's faith and you know, like like that 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 mindset is that something that you've always lived that you've always lived by and that you've always been strong with, or is that something that you sort of had to build to and you know through experiences had to understand that? 
There were experiences. I, have, I had to evolve into that. Mm. We're not born with knowledge on certain things. Our parents can teach us certain things, but we're not all born, well, none of us are born with a, oh yeah, this is what I know. You yeah. know. So I had to learn that, I had to learn that, I had to go through experiences to say, you know what? There's a reason in everything. Mm -hmm. and, everything and this was a part of my journey. Mm -hmm. Everything is not a bad thing. Yeah. You know, every, every, every experience is, is a lesson. Mm -hmm. so, so now I say, okay, I'm redirected in this direction. Now I know the direction. I know what to do now, what mm -hmm. not to do, the signs to see, and really um, how to map certain things out. So mm -hmm. experiences humble you as well. Yeah. Experiences nah. is like, okay, I had to go through some shit yeah. to see some shit. Now, now I see the shit. Right, right, <laughs> right. right. And nah, you you got to sure. be real with yourself yeah. in the process. Now, and experiences are so important for us because, you know, of course, people can tell us. Yeah. But, I mean. Until you live it, you don't know. Exactly. I can, I can, I heard a lot of stories from Momager. I heard a lot of stories from my grandparents, my dad, all of these people, right? But, oh, now I know what you guys are talking about right. because I lived it. Right. I experienced it, whether it hurt me, whether it, it made me happy, yeah. it, it brought joy or brought um, pain. Yeah. I get it. Yeah. You don't feel it until it's you. Right. Yeah. You know, you can always say, oh my God, I'm sorry. I feel, I empathize because I have empathy. Right. But until it's you, you see it in a different way. Very true. I mean, a baby has to fall to know what it feels like to have to push himself Correct. back up. And then that's when also a baby can create resilience, hmm. being resiliency, yeah. being able to be resilient enough to say, I may have fell, but I'm getting back up, right? Yeah. You see it all the time. Absolutely. I trip all the time, I'm clumsy. <laughs> hey, come on, but, but I'm always back on my you're feet. You're gonna get back up. Yeah. That's the most important part of it, yeah. you know? So I'm gonna get killed in the comments for this statement or just for even knowing like this They right better here. not. No, <laughs> but so uh, Drea just did an interview with The Shade Room mm, okay. where she spoke on uh, like some of her operations and body work that she had gotten done um, and was, I guess, like open about that. Um, can you speak to, you know, like just like, you know, getting work done versus being natural and, you know, what I mean. OK, so I want to start out with this blatant statement that whatever decisions that you make for you are for you. Absolutely. If you're getting any body work done or any, or, or, what is it, um, altering your body or any modifications or whatever, do it for you. Mm -hmm. So if that makes you happy, if you want to get this tweak, this tough, do that. Yeah. But don't do it for society. Right. Don't do it because someone's forcing you to do it. Don't do it because you want to fit in, blend in, any of that, right? Now for me, I'm a natural. Let's get mm -hmm. you a natural. That's my brand. Yeah. And I choose to be natural for the choice of just because I choose to live a natural, organic lifestyle, mm -hmm. right? But again, no, I don't disregard anything that anybody else wants to do because everybody, we, we all just make our own decisions. Yeah. So, wow. yeah, I just wanted to be natural. Yeah. No, I, I wanted to work it. for and can, my, and, and can you speak more? Body. And can you speak more to your brand, uh, Get You A Natural? Yeah. So it's funny. My Get You A Natural brand started with a hashtag. In the beginning, when I started popping on social media, Instagram, I was putting hashtag get your natural. Mm -hmm. And again, Marjorie was like, well, you guys stop doing this shit. What are you doing? What is get your natural? I'm like, I'm just representing who I am. Yeah. They rep people, everyone represents who they are. So mm -hmm. I'm like, if these people are representing who they are, I can represent being natural, right? 
So I started um, with a hashtag and it just went crazy. I created a merchandise line, sold out in the first couple of days, and after that's been getting natural. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm that's like, what's up. It started from a hashtag. Wow. Just me embracing who I am, me um, appreciating who I am, loving myself through mm -hmm. and through, inside and out, even with my flaws. Mm -hmm. There's there are things that I didn't always love about myself. There are certain things that I wanted to also change about myself. Right. But I had to really understand that my self-worth comes from within and I can always change anything, but after the change, will I love myself? Mm -hmm. So which is why I say, if you want to do it, do it. Right. But do it with the right intent. Right, right, right. More doing it for yeah, yourself absolutely. versus doing absolutely. it for somebody else or saying that yeah, you're doing it Yeah, cause society is a bitch. You yeah. know, society will have you believing Society will have you hating yourself if you allow it to be that way. Yeah, for sure. Because we look at magazine covers, we look at TV, we look at things that appear to be perfect, but in the scheme of things, nobody's perfect. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So we will forever find things wrong with ourselves if right. we keep looking at it that way or comparing ourselves. Right, right. So love yourself. I mean, so I, many of yourself. us. I mean, like I look at the I look at pictures of Michael Jackson mm -hmm. when. He was brown skin and when he had his big nose yeah. and I'm like, yo, like he shouldn't have changed shit. that. You know what I mean? But for him, you know, he saw it a whole different way and went in there and, and, and you know, changed it a bunch of different times. Um, so, yeah, you definitely I mean, it's, it's definitely, you know, about like just I mean, at the end of the day, do what you want to do. Do what you, you know want to do. Um, it's your but, body, your choice. Yeah. But, but love yourself. Love yourself. Love yourself. Love you yourself. Know what I mean. You can love yourself with the surgery, without the surgery. It's fine. Just love yourself. Yeah, no, absolutely. And then, um, is that also um, where the supplement brand is? Yeah, so my okay. new supplement line gets you a natural supplement. Mm -hmm. I released that. We have CMOS, we have probiotics, prebiotics, any mm -hmm. vitamins you could think about. Mm -hmm. if you want it, I got it. Yeah. Go on the, uh, it's on my site, uh, getyournaturalsupplements.com. That's what's up, that's what's up. So you on, you on the whole health is wealth way. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And yeah. see, the funny thing about health, your wealth cannot buy your health. This is why I preach discipline. Yeah. Discipline is, is key. You could do anything in moderation, but if you really think about it, we shouldn't do some of the things we want to do. But I always say it's unrealistic to enjoy your life in whatever capacity that means to you. Because growing up, I wasn't always up a vegan, which is pescatarian, I eat vegan. Uh, <laughs> yes, yeah. I, I made it, that's my test, right? But I'm mostly plant-based. Gotcha. So when I don't want to do seafood, I do plant-based. Gotcha. Gotcha. And I grew up eating meat. I grew up eating a lot of shit. Right. Yeah. So you never forget those things. There's just certain things I never forgot. Yeah. I gave up the meat, but I still like the chips. Right. I like to indulge in the chips. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But it's just in moderation. Yeah. So, yeah. Nah. yeah. That's what it's all it's, about. It's realistic. This is reality. You yeah. Know? Nah. Pour up a little bit. Right. In moderation. <laughs> <laughs> hey, come on, man. We in got... moderation. Yeah, exactly. Tell folks, do you. Yeah, you know do I mean? you. Absolutely. Yeah. Nah, for sure. So um, what else you got coming up? Oh my goodness, so I have um, a new project coming up. I do uh, Inside Out's Out right now, mm -hmm. so um, we're on the road with it, press run. And um, I can't speak on everything I have coming up, but I have a lot coming up. Word. A lot coming up. Word, that's what's up. Well, make sure to, fitness keep, challenge. Make sure to keep us posted so that we can, you know, let everybody know. I can say this, I do have a fitness challenge. Okay, yeah, up. speak on that. Fitness challenge coming up. So I got a new um, site that link is in my bio on Instagram. Okay. And um, it's a site where I put all my sexy fitness on and I have a seven day fitness challenge coming soon. Word. 
Yes. Okay. They all want the tea on the bad tea. Huh. <laughs> That's what's up. That's what's up. Um, and then did you have any uh, shout outs or any or any words that you want to leave us with? Yes. So um, shout outs to all my uh, supporters. Shout outs to everyone that's been supporting me through and through. Shout outs to Momager. Shout outs to Tony Neal. Shout outs to my whole team. Everyone that's in here. Shout outs to 88 Fingers, Big Keith. Shout outs to everybody, my whole squad. You guys are appreciated. And uh, shout outs to life. Life is great. Wow. I'm just thriving and living. and grinding and keeping it organic that's what's up that's what's up nah. la love the boss appreciate you jumping off the porch with us today thank you i didn't jump off the porch <laughs> oh, <Miss Fuck>. hey. <laughs> nah that's what's up Baby, it's all for me.